Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. Every Monday, I'll be sending out my Monday motivation text message guaranteed to have you focused, sharp and on point to start your week. You want to get this text every Monday. So make sure you text me at my number 305-384-6894. Once again, 305-384-6894. Text me right now. So every Monday when the Monday motivation goes out, you are on the list. When you allow small slippages in standards, when you turn a blind eye to things that are not supposed to be accepted, then what happens is big slippages are not far away. Great exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. I don't know if you noticed, but I drink a lot of water. Aside from the AG1 I take every day and my protein shake, I drink 200 ounces of water every single day, which is a lot of water. So if you're like me and you're tired of dealing with plastic bottles and you're craving a better way to quench your thirst because you're tired of ingesting plastic that comes from drinking out of a plastic bottle, because that's what you're doing, by the way, if you didn't know. I want you to say hello to Aqua True, the coolest reverse osmosis water purifier out there. With Aqua True, you can say goodbye to those plastic bottle woes because you know what happens when you get done with that bottle after you get done drinking plastic. It ends up in the ocean. It ends up in landfills. It just ends up hurting the environment. So how about we stop doing that? No more wasting money. No more environmental guilt. Just pure, refreshing water whenever you want it. So you can sip on goodness without that plastic mess in the process. And guess what? As a special treat, you're going to get $100 off of any of AquaTrue's awesome models. That's whether it's the AquaTrue Classic, AquaTrue Connect, AquaTrue Undersink, or AquaTrue Carafe. You'll be sipping smartly and saving money. So think about this. No more lugging those heavy cases of bottled water. You ever see somebody walking around with it in the elevator or going up the steps with a big case of bottled water? You don't need to do that anymore. You can stop drinking plastic because it's not good for you. No more worried about hitting chemicals that's in that plastic or in your tap water. AquaTrue's advanced filtration technique zaps away contaminants, giving you pure, tasty hydration right there in the comfort of your own home. So when you are ready to upgrade your drinking game, which you should be right now, based on what I just told you, head over to workonyourgame.com slash AT. That's for AquaTrue. Workonyourgame.com slash AT and explore the AquaTrue lineup. You're going to get $100 off any filter you decide to get involved with because great water should not cost an arm and a leg. That's workonyourgame.com slash AT. Workonyourgame.com slash AT. Quench your thirst the AquaTrue way and enjoy the freedom of pure, refreshing water, hassle-free. Get your Aqua True today. Question, are you tired of feeling like a confused chemistry professor in your own kitchen, mixing and matching supplements like a mad scientist with stuff that you can't even pronounce the ingredients on the side of those bottles? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Well, it's time to put an end 
to the chaos and embrace the simplicity of AG1, which is the ultimate supplement sidekick. AG1 is like the Robin to your Batman, the Chewbacca to your Han Solo, the cheese to your macaroni. It's a one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs so you can ditch the supplement cabinet and reclaim your kitchen counter space. No more juggling bottles and capsules like some circus performer on a unicycle. And hey, we know you're not just the average individual out there. You might be a pro athlete, you're meticulous about what you put in your body, and mentally you got to be an athlete every day. Every day you're running your business and doing your thing. AG1 gets it. That's why it's packed with 75 essential nutrients to fuel your performance and keep you in top shape. It's like having a team of Olympic coaches whispering nutritional secrets in your ear all day, every day when you take AG1. But wait, there's even more than that. We're not just giving you the keys to the supplement kingdom. We're also throwing in a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment. That's right. You're going to have enough vitamin D to outshine the sun and enough travel packs to fuel your adventures like the true globe trotting superstar that you are. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out. Your body will thank you. Your sense of humor will be forever grateful for the simplicity and the superhero vibes of AG1. So it's time for you to save your nutritional day with AG1, the hero of supplements. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques, all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is fixing your broken windows. And before we get into this, I'm remind everybody that I send out. I have a text message line. I don't send these texts out daily anymore. I actually got an episode coming up. Where I'm going to be talking about that in the very near future. I don't send out text daily anymore, but I do still have my texting number. So if you don't have my text message number, I'm so used to saying daily motivation. If you still have my text message number, make sure you text me at my number 305. 384-6894. First of all, because when I do send a message out, it's just not going to be daily anymore, but I will still send messages. They will have you focused, sharp, and on point when you get them. All right. So you're going to want to have these messages. You're going to want to screenshot them, save them. These are things that are going to help you moving forward. And when you're in my text community, you can text me. You can ask me a question. You can share a challenge and you can get a response from me. That's the quickest way to directly reach me besides the other thing I'm going to share with you. So text me at my number again, 305-384-6894. Quickest way to work with me directly, the only way to work with me directly is to be a member of Work On Your Game University. And Work On Your Game University is really for the two percenters. These are the people who want to be in the top 2% of performers out there. You either want to be or you are already in top 2% of performers out there in the world because you are looking to develop your game, move your game forward, make yourself better in the areas of mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability when it comes to whatever you are doing personally and professionally. The only way to work with me directly is there at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. The link and my text number are both down below in the description to this episode. Now let's get into this. So in episode number 932, I talked about leadership and the broken window 
theory. So what episode are we on today? I believe this is episode number 2700, if I am correct. So that was almost 2000 episodes ago, a couple of years ago that I talked about that broken window theory. So today I'm going to talk more about this when it comes to your personal accountability, whether in your everyday life or in your work life. And let's get into this. We're talking the broken window theory. First of all, what is a broken window? What am I referring to when I say the broken window theory? So this is a concept that was popularized. I don't know if it was created by, but popularized back in the 1990s by the mayor of New York City at the time it was a guy by the name of Rudy Giuliani. Many of you may be familiar with the name if you didn't know he was the mayor of New York in that sometime in that decade, maybe the whole decade. I don't know the exact years. Doesn't matter. Giuliani's theory, or at least the one that he popularized, I don't know if he came up with it. I doubt it. But his theory was that a broken window on a building, for example, if you went past the building in some neighborhood and you saw a broken window at the building. That exemplified to an indicated, it was an indicator, a leading indicator to the people who saw that broken window that pretty much anything goes in that area. Because if there's a window broken and nobody's fixing it, nobody's doing anything about it, then guess what? Eventually somebody's going to break another window in that same building, then another window in a different building. Then after the windows get broken, now people are going to start throwing trash on the ground and not picking it up and not caring. Then you would have people pissing in the streets in broad daylight and nobody would care. Nobody would hold them accountable. Then after that, you're going to get all kinds of violence and crime in that area. And in short, what the whole broken window concept was pushing was that when something is done in a way that shows a lack of respect for the environment or for the community that one was in, when people showed a lack of respect for their general ecosystem, their environment, let's just call it the environment. What happens is somebody else will see that. And they would say, oh, well, nobody respects the environment here. Okay, I won't respect it either. The next person doesn't respect it. And then just people do increasingly damaging things to the environment, even their own environment, because the precedent has been set that nobody respects what goes on here and no one's held accountable when they do these kind of things. So what Giuliani theorized was that if they fixed all the metaphorical and literal broken windows in the neighborhood, in certain neighborhoods in New York, because at the time, New York was a very crime ridden city. It was still a great, big city, bustling city, but there was a lot of crime in New York at this time. He decided that they fixed all the broken windows. That would lead to people having more respect for their communities and for each other. And that would in turn help reduce crime because the biggest thing for our politicians is they want to be able to show that crime has gone down during their tenure because that's something that they use to make themselves look good, help them get reelected if necessary, et cetera, et cetera. So this is all part of the political game that. Giuliani as a politician was playing. And long and short of this is that the broken window theory, when it was enacted, and there were some things that Giuliani started doing to start exercising the broken window theory, it worked. This worked in New York. Crime went down in New York City. Now, I will offer here as a side note that there were some trade-offs that came with this adoption of the broken window theory. Just because they fixed all the broken windows, there were also some things that they quote-unquote fixed that might not have even been broken. For example, there was the stop and frisk laws that they had in New York in the 1990s that many people considered to be unconstitutional. They thought that they disproportionately targeted people of color and people in certain neighborhoods, and they were probably right. So this is one of the trade-offs. And I told you in episode 2174, there are no perfect outcomes in life. There are only trade-offs. So one of the trade-offs of the broken window theory was that some people who were not doing a crime were suspected of doing crimes and got treated as if criminals, even though they were not criminals. That was one of the trade-offs that I'll mention here. I'm not going to go into the rest of the details of some of the other trade-offs of the broken window theory, but in the big picture, in aggregate, broken window theory worked. 
Okay, that's what I'm saying here. And as a general rule, this concept of the broken window theory, this is a sound concept. I am standing on that, and that's what this episode is about. The point of it in today's context is that when you allow small slippages in your environment, in your ecosystem, whether that's in your personal life, whether it's in the home in which you dwell, whether it is within your family, whether it's in your sports team, you play a sport if you're a coach or a player, whether it's in your business, you run an organization and it's just you or you got 30 people working for you. When you allow small slippages in standards, when you turn a blind eye to things that are not supposed to be accepted, then what happens is big slippages are not far away. This is simply how it works. If you are in your house, you turn the lights on in the kitchen and you notice a roach crawling across the counter, you shouldn't look at that as a single solitary roach because they don't roll by themselves. There's probably a bunch of others that you aren't seeing. And if you ignore the first one, pretty soon there's going to be two, then it'll be 30 and then it'll be 50. And then you're going to have to call an exterminator and get this whole situation fixed when you probably should have called the exterminator the first time you saw the first one. You know what I'm saying? When you allow small slippages in your standards, big slippages are not far away or they may already exist. You just haven't seen them yet. And you are not far away at this point from having no standards whatsoever and being in a state of complete chaos, which is, again, the law of entropy states every entity, especially ones that involve humans, are always moving towards a state of higher chaos. The only thing that staves off that movement towards chaos are standards. Standards are the enemy of chaos, the enemy of mediocrity, as I talked about in previous episodes. So that's what the broken window theory is all about. It's about you making sure that when you notice a slippage in standards, whether with yourself or with others involved with you, that you immediately address it before it becomes a bigger issue. If you don't address it, it will absolutely become a bigger issue because, again, the law of entropy, folks, is a law. It is not a theory. It is not a guess. It's a law, meaning if you don't do anything to reign in chaos, the chaos only grows and expands by law. Everybody got me. Hey, listeners, I got a mind blowing offer that you're going to love. Our buddies over at Audible are hooking all of you up with a free 30 day trial to their vast library of audiobooks. Yes, you heard that right. Free. Now, imagine this. You're chilling at home, you're commuting, you're cooking, you're whatevering, and you got the coolest audiobooks playing in your ears at the same time. The best part, you get to start your trial with a free audiobook. I would suggest getting my book, The Third Day. Oh, and hold on to your socks, Prime members. You as a Prime member get two free titles to kickstart your Audible adventure. And here's the deal. After your trial, either way, it's just $14.95 per month. That's like a couple of fancy coffees from Starbucks for a whole month of brain-boosting goodness straight from Audible. So get in on the action right now by going over to workonyourgame.com audible. That's workonyourgame.com audible and dive into your free trial. Trust me, you're going to thank me later. Your mind and your ears will be forever grateful. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to workonyourgame.com audible. That's workonyourgame.com audible. Get your free audiobook and start your 30 days free trial right now. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is fixing your broken windows. Number two, what do broken windows represent to you and others and why do they need to be fixed? Now, I touched on this a little bit in point number one. Let's go deeper in it. If you run a business, a broken window, for example, can be one of your employees chronically coming to work late. You ever had that situation when your employees just being late all the time to work? I remember I had an assistant who was working for me, virtual assistant, which is based in the Philippines, and we would have a morning call at eight o'clock a.m. Eastern. 
And she would often roll into the call and say, she would send me a message and say, I'll be there in a second. She would get there at 802, 803, 801. And this happened for about a week. And then I finally said to her, hey, these calls start at eight o'clock on the dot, not 803, not 802. I don't care what you were doing. Make sure you're on this call at eight o'clock. And that was the end of that problem. It didn't happen anymore. Remember, I was working at Foot Locker some years ago, and one of my coworkers got fired simply because he was chronically coming to work late. I do have it in my notes here, so I'll save that for when I talk about it later. The whole point is, you have somebody chronically coming to work late, or you have certain standard operating procedures in your business that someone is clearly not following the operating procedures. I remember I went to Whole Foods. This was several months ago. I don't really go to Whole Foods that much anymore. I order it online. But remember I went to Whole Foods and I was returning something and now they had these Amazon drop boxes at Whole Foods now. So instead of you having to go to the counter, because it used to, if you were making an Amazon return, ever since Amazon bought Whole Foods, you would take your Amazon returns to Whole Foods and they would scan in your returns and bag them up and all that. Now they changed the process to where they had these drop boxes and you could do it basically self-serve returns for Amazon. And I was returning something to Amazon. There was somebody at the box before me and I was next in line. And one of the employees who worked at Whole Foods, this old woman just jumped. She had a customer with her. His customer was saying she had some product. And she kind of basically, not kind of, she did jump in front of me and start using the box. I'm like, excuse me, I was next in line. This woman was very rude about it and how she responded to me. And the whole thing is, I remember thinking to myself, like if I was a manager here or if Whole Foods was a mom and pop owned place, who knows what they do in a corporation like Whole Foods, probably nothing. I remember the security guard who was working there came over there and just asked if everything was okay. And I told him exactly what the issue was. I remember this is a mom and pop place. This is what I was thinking to myself. And I was the boss and I saw that employee do that to one of the customers. She'd be fired on the spot. But she seemed to be a tenured employee, so to speak there. She was like everybody there kind of just stayed out of her way. She was an old person, probably had been working there for several years and they all kind of knew how she was, so to speak. Those kind of employees can kill your business. If you have one who is basically not following standard operating procedures, is rude to employees and just doesn't have the right energy, but nobody's doing anything about it, it can kill your business. So you have one of those, that's a broken window in your business. Another, let's get to a personal example. Let's say you tell yourself you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. every day so you can get a workout in before work. But you keep not getting up at 5 a.m. because you're sleeping in until 5.15 or 5.45 or 5.27, and then you don't make it to the gym. You're getting up enough time to go to work because usually you, go to work, you get up to go to work at, let's say, 5.50. And you were trying to get up 50 minutes early so you go to the gym, but you're not doing it. So you're getting up later and closer to 5.50, not getting the workout in on time to work. But you're like, damn, I'm not getting the workouts in because I keep sleeping in because I'm staying up late the previous night. But you're continually telling yourself that you need to get more consistent and more disciplined to fix the problem. Any of you ever use that phrase? This is a broken window. The broken window is the fact that you're getting up late over and over again. You say five o'clock, you wake up at 5.15, you're late. And then your solution, quote unquote, is keep telling yourself, I need to get more consistent and more disciplined to fix the problem. I hear that phrase, those two words, more consistent, more disciplined, those two phrases. I hear this often from people when they're texting me and they tell me what their challenge is. I say, well, what do you think you need to do to solve this challenge? Or what have you tried to solve this challenge? And they'll say something, they'll use one of these two phrases, sometimes both of them in conjunction. All the while, you're not doing anything. You're not becoming more consistent and you're not becoming more disciplined. And nobody who tells me that they need to be more consistent and more disciplined ever actually becomes either. This never happens. <laughs> it sounds good to say, but nobody ever actually does. It. It's just something that this sounds good. Hey, I know what I need to do. Sounds like you're holding yourself accountable, but really you ain't doing shit. And I know I've heard this a hundred times. So I know 
is nonsense. If you run a business, for example, where customers can reach you by phone, you take phone calls from your customers and you set a standard operating procedure that your phone should be answered within the first three rings. Anytime somebody calls, it should be answered within the first three rings. But the phone is consistently getting answered on the fifth ring. That's a broken window because your procedures are not being followed. You tell your staff, hey, here's how you operate the email inbox. Here's how you respond to a customer. Here's how you add leads to the CRM. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do it. You show them exactly how you want things done. And then you find out that they are consistently doing them differently from how you told them to do them and you don't do anything about it. That's a broken window. See, if you notice it and then you do something about it, then the window is fixed. You're fixing the window. But if you don't do anything about it after you saw that it's not being done the way that you told them, that's a broken window because you're just leaving it there. You see that the window is broken and you don't fix it. Or let's say in your neighborhoods, any of you live in a neighborhood where somebody defaces property. Let's say somebody writes on a wall with a marker or spray paints on a wall, some graffiti or something like that. And people notice it. And whoever is in control of that building or has a responsibility for that building doesn't paint over it or fix it or do anything about it. That's a broken window. Because you're letting everybody know, okay, then we're just going to allow this to happen. This is acceptable. Let's give another example. Let's say you run a business and you have some disappointed customer come to you, letting you know what they're disappointed about. And you fail, you as a company, fail to appease this customer or address it properly when this person comes to you, management, ownership, whoever, and complains about the issue. This is a broken window. I remember I ordered something from a wing place a couple of years ago here in Miami, and they specialize in selling like chicken wings. And I ordered, I don't even remember exactly what it is that I ordered there, but something in the order was messed up. And you know, when you do food for pickup, how they staple the bag closed, I guess that's a way of being like quality control to make sure nobody touched it or nothing like that. But I went and picked it up. So it's not like this was Uber Eats. I went and picked it up. The bag was staple closed. So I didn't open it to look. I get home and something was missing from the order. I think it was like some sauce. I got ordered some wings and I like blue cheese or ranch sauce when I eat chicken wings. And I asked for blue cheese and ranch and they were missing either one or both of the sauces. And I remember calling there and whoever answered the phone, I complained to them, hey, y'all forgot the sauce. And this is the second time I've ordered from here. And the second time y'all forgot the sauce. And the girl answered and said, she said in a kind of a snarky way, hey, well, I'm sorry that we forgot your sauce. And I just hung the phone up. and I was not satisfied with that response. So I called right back. The same girl picked up the phone. I said, let me speak to a manager. <laughs> she had to pass the phone to a manager. I told the manager my same complaint. And that manager was much more concerned about the thing. I told her about the sauce and I told her that her employee was kind of like a uh, kind of a bitch about the situation. And the next time I came in, the employee was right there at the front counter. And I knew she knew who I was because from my voice, she knew who I was. And she kind of rolled her eyes at me. Next time I came in, that employee is a broken window. That's a broken window. Situation just like that. And if you don't fix these or notice them, sometimes you don't even notice them. You don't notice or fix these, these little slippages in your process, they become bigger slippages and they get codified as a normal mode of behavior in your business or in your life. For example, that business, after that next time I went in there, I have never been back there. I haven't spent another dollar there. And they don't even know that this is the reason why. This is why broken windows are so pernicious of an issue because a lot of times when you have broken windows, people notice your broken windows, but they don't tell you that they notice them and they don't tell you that they hope that you fix them so that they can keep coming back. They just stop coming. They just stop coming back, especially when you run a business. This also can cost you opportunities in just in life period. And you, again, the people who end up not coming back to you don't tell you why they didn't come back to you. They just stop coming back. But it's because they noticed a broken window that you might not even know that you have. 
remember when I worked at a movie theater my freshman year of college. There was a in that movie theater, every day that I went to work, it was a complete state of chaos. Employees routinely showed up to work. Wait, I mean, all the time. I, one of my best friends worked at this movie theater with me. He was always late to work. He would just come to work basically whenever the hell he felt like it. And the reason why this happened and the reason why it was such chaos in there, we would be eating all kinds of, you know, you work at, and I worked at the concession stand. So we'd be eating all the candy, movie theater candy, eating popcorn. There was all kinds of waste. I mean, the waste numbers, as far as inventory goes there, had to be super high. I don't know how that place even lasted as long as it did. This is one of the good things about having big company corporations that they don't even realize how much money they're losing. But the waste there had to be super high in terms of how much inventory was not being sold, but it was gone, meaning candy, popcorn, soda just was completely unaccounted for because it was just chaos in the back of the concession stand. I mean, it was basically up funny games it was like recess when I worked there. It was fun to go to work <laughs> because we weren't really doing that much work. I mean, we worked, but not really. We were working and playing at the same time. There was the line between work and play was completely blurred when I worked there and management had no teeth. And they rarely enforced any rules. I remember they, at one point, they noticed that people coming to work late was an issue, right? So here's what they did. They said, all right, we're going to institute a new rule, a three-strike rule for being late. If you're late to work, we're going to put this chart up on the door with everybody's name. Anytime you're late to work, we're going to put a little mark that you were late. And if you get three marks, you're going to be fired from your job. And I remember I came to work late one day. I literally was late. And I, got, I saw a little mark next to my name. Dre was late on this day. So that's your first strike. And I remember I went to one of the managers, I think his name was Tom. And I said, Tom, I see that I have a mark next to my name. He said, yeah, because you were late to work that day. And I said, no, I wasn't late that day. And Tom said, oh, oh all right, no problem. Uh, I'll erase it. I'll take it off. And he erased the mark. It was really that simple. So when I tell you management had no teeth, they really had no teeth. And this guy had no backbone whatsoever. I literally was late. I just lied to him that I wasn't late. and He erased the mark. That's pretty much how it went. And the inmates were running the asylum at this movie theater. That's how it was. I was one of the inmates, so it was fun because that place was a goddamn zoo, the back side of that movie theater when I worked there. Now, had I been in management, that same circumstance would have stressed me out or heads would have been rolling. I would have just came in there and just start firing people from the first. I would have fired half the staff the very first day because half the people who worked there, I probably would include myself in this group, did not need to be working there if I wanted a well-run place. Like It was just complete anarchy happening in the back of this movie theater. But there were a ton of broken windows in that movie theater, the staff being one of them. And I will add that the company that ran that movie theater went out of business and the building still exists, but it was bought out by a different organization. And I doubt that that same organization, that movie theater is still there because the last time I was home in Philly, I went past it and the building is still there and it's still a movie theater. I doubt they had many broken windows in that facility today, but man, there were so many back then. Are you ready to redefine your financial future? Introducing Stash Investments, the platform that empowers your journey to wealth. Here's the scoop. When you sign up using my exclusive link at workonyourgame.com stash, you'll receive an amazing $20 worth of free stock, a powerful boost to your investing adventure. Stash revolutionizes investing with a low starting point of just $5. That's all you need to get started. Plus, imagine owning a stake in your favorite companies. Your choices matter. Unleash your potential and embrace ownership in companies that align with your values. It's time for you to invest in your future. Ready to embark on a journey of wealth creation? Join Stash today at workonyourgame.com slash stash and claim your $20 worth of free stock. Stash Investments, where dreams find their blueprint. Start small, aim high, 
and create the financial life you deserve. Visit workonyourgame.com slash stash and take the first step towards financial empowerment. Offer valid for a limited time and subject to terms. Investment involves risk. See website for details. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is fixing your broken windows. So where do you start in fixing your broken windows? How do you actually start fixing these? Because that's the topic, right? First step in fixing your broken windows is to make a damn decision that you are going to fix the broken windows. Understand, folks, that a decision is followed by action. Otherwise, it is not a real decision. It's not a decision if you don't follow it with some actual doing something. When I worked as an assistant manager at Foot Locker, one of our part-time associates was a guy named Brian. Brian was a good guy, nice guy, but he had a bad habit of showing up to work a few minutes late every shift. And the reason he was late is, at least when I first started working there, I would take public transportation to get to work. And then later on, I bought a car. But Brian would take the bus. And he was coming from further outside of the area of where the Foot Locker was, just like I was. And the thing is, the bus that came to the mall came like once an hour. So if your shift started at two o'clock, for example, the bus would get there like on the hour, every hour. So there'd be a bus that arrived at one o'clock, then at two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. So Brian would have a shift that started at example, two o'clock. He would take the bus that got you to the mall at two o'clock. But by the time you get off the bus, walk across the parking lot and walk into the mall and to the Foot Locker, it'll be like 205. So really, the only thing you could do is catch the bus that was an hour early, get to work like an hour early and then just have to find something to do. Hang out in the mall for an hour before work started. That's what I would always do. Now, I'm a person who's always had the discipline of early is on time, on time is late, late is forgotten. So if I had to be at work at eight o'clock, I was catching a bus that got me there at seven o'clock and I would just chill in the mall and wait until eight o'clock. That was just how it was. Now, but Brian, he was probably looking at that like, why would I get there an hour early? That was just his mentality, at least by his actions, it appeared that was his mentality. So he would catch the bus that got him there at two o'clock and he would get there at 205, 203. And the manager, head manager at the time, was a guy named Keith. And Keith did not like this. Keith, one thing I will say about him is that he did not tolerate broken windows. He absolutely did not. He's the guy who I wrote an article about this some time ago. And he was grooming me to be a head manager of a footlocker, which I eventually did become. At the time, I was assistant manager to Keith. When he was grooming me to get ready to run the store without his presence there, I would actually have a key and I could open and close the store and count the money and do all that stuff. One of the things that he emphasized to me was do not be friendly with these part timers. That's what he called them, part timers. Do not be friendly with them. Do not try to be their friend. If so, they're going to walk all over you. They're not going to listen. They're not going to do things the way they're supposed to. Be a dick. That was his phrase. He would say, be a dick to them. If you need to be a dick, be a dick. If you're friendly, then they will not listen to you. And he emphasized that. And I had to admit all these years later, Keith was right, that in some ways you have to be a dick when you're dealing with people who are under your supervision, because if you're too nice to them, they will take your kindness for weakness. and The windows will be broken all over the place. You'll just have a whole house of broken glass because all the windows are going to get broken. And Keith, going back to my story about Brian, Brian showed up late one too many times. And one day I wasn't there this day, but I was told the story by one of the part timers who told me what happened. Brian walked in to Foot Locker at about 2.03. He was supposed to be there at 2 o'clock. And as soon as he walked in, Keith looked up at him and said, you're fired. Give me your shirt. And he took his referee shirt right there on the spot and kicked Brian out of the store. And that was the last we saw of Brian right there on the spot. Fired. That is how you fix a broken window. Because what happened when Keith fired Brian so publicly, so to speak, is that everybody else who worked there, the story got around. The story traveled through the grapevine. Brian got fired because he kept being late. And guess what? Everybody else who worked there was never late because they all knew what was going to happen if they showed up late too often. 
The point is, everybody knew how that broken window was going to get responded to. So guess what? Nobody broke any more windows. It was a message to everyone that being late would not be tolerated. I remember playing on the youth basketball team in my teens, maybe 15 years of age. And one day in practice, our coach, this guy named Bob, he was speaking to us about something. They're kind of lecturing the team about something he was saying in in the middle of practice. And he stopped mid-sentence. He called on one of my teammates. I forget this guy's name. If I remember it, I would tell you. I forgot his name. And he called on one of my teammates who clearly was not paying attention while Bob was talking. He was kind of daydreaming, not paying attention. And Bob called on the player and said, what did I just say? And the teammate, who clearly had not been paying attention, Bob knew this. This is why he called on him. Obviously, he could not answer the question. He was stuck and couldn't answer the question because he wasn't listening. And that was exactly what Bob was trying to prove. And so Bob's response, when the player couldn't answer the question, he said, go get your stuff, your clothes and all that stuff, and go home. He kicked him out of the gym and kicked him out of practice, kicked him off the team right there on the spot. This is another way that you address a broken window. Accountability with no exceptions. And that's how it's done, folks. When you yourself are the broken window, you can't kick yourself out. You can't fire yourself. Actually, you can fire yourself. So let me take that back. You can fire yourself, get somebody better on the job for whatever you're failing at. But you need some self-accountability. You need some self-accountability because you ain't going to fire yourself if you don't hold yourself accountable. So if you are sucking at getting yourself into shape or sucking at getting your business off the ground, you have to have the self-accountability to know that you are unqualified for the job and fire yourself before you can get somebody else on the job. So you can't get somebody else on the job till you get you off the job. That requires you to be self-accountable and self-evaluating, looking in the mirror and saying, "Okay, I suck at this. Let me get somebody better on the job because clearly we ain't going nowhere with me in charge. That requires a level of self-accountability. Unfortunately, many people have too much ego to admit this, and it's going to be the downfall of your it's the biggest anchor on your success. The biggest thing slowing your success down. So once you have the self-accountability to fire yourself, then you get some outside accountability to help you out. For example, a coach. Point number four. Topic once again today is fixing your broken windows. What does fixing broken windows actually do for you? Why does this matter? First of all, it introduces standards into your situation. That's the number one thing it does. Whether that situation be your personal life, your business, or the group or team you're a part of, number one thing fixing broken windows does is introduces standards, meaning this is not tolerated. When this happens, we fix it immediately. That's what a, fixing a broken window does. When everyone knows that there are standards and they know that those standards will be upheld and that everyone will be held accountable to them. People respect them. I talked about this in the episode on, let me find that episode. I talked about when you are working from home. That was episode number 2429, how to work from home professionally. Any of you listening to this who works from home, one of the biggest challenges of working from home, if there are any other people who live in your home with you, significant other, roommate, child, children, is that they may not completely understand when you are doing work versus when you are or versus you just being there, being at home. All right, mom's at home. All right, dad's at home. But you're actually trying to work. You need to make sure there are clear boundaries, clear times, and clear spaces that should not be, in which you should not be bothered because you're working. Even though I'm at home, I'm working. All right, my door is closed. Don't knock on it. All right, if you see me sitting at this desk, don't interrupt me. All right, during this time to this time, do not ask me any questions. I'm at work. I'm at home, but I'm at work. Don't bother me. I'm not here. I'm not available for you. If you don't uphold those standards, then people won't respect them. So therefore, you can't get any work done from home. And guess what? You got to respect them as well. So if you live at home, if you live by yourself and there's no person to interrupt you, you can't interrupt you, meaning you shouldn't be scrolling on fucking Facebook at 1130 if you're supposed to be working from eight to four. Are you upholding your own standards? Human beings have an uncanny ability to live up to standards when we know those standards are real and they will be enforced. Human beings 
have an uncanny ability to live up to standards when we know those standards are real and they will be enforced. We also have a great ability to ignore standards when we don't believe them and we know that they won't be enforced. We will ignore standards that are not enforced. A standard or rule that is not enforced is not a standard or a rule. It's better known as a suggestion. When your standards are enforced, you and others will live up to them and your level of discipline increases. Understand standards and structure create discipline, not the other way around. With increased discipline, you will have more confidence. More confidence, you'll have a higher level of performance. Better performance, you produce more results. More results, you get more rewards. So you can see why you need to start fixing broken windows. Does this make sense? Why fixing broken windows matters? Good. Let's recap. Today's topic, once again, is fixing your broken windows. I talked about this back in episode 932, but today we're talking about how this applies to your personal accountability at life or at work. Point number one, broken window goes back to first that I heard it most prominently was Rudy Giuliani in New York City trying to reduce the crime in the city back in the 1990s. Said if there's a broken window in an abandoned building, nobody fixes that broken window. Soon there'll be another window, then trash on the ground and piss in the streets, then crime. And he wanted to undo all of that. And it actually worked. Now, there were some trade-offs to it, but it did actually work. Point number two, what broken windows represent to you and others, why need to be fixed is if you run a business, for example, your employees being late is a broken window. You not waking up when the alarm goes off is a broken window. Your phone getting answered on the fifth ring was supposed to be the third ring is a broken window. These are all things that need to be fixed. If nobody fixes them, this stuff just gets worse. When I worked at a movie theater, the place was a complete zoo simply because Nobody fixed the broken windows. There were many broken windows in there. I knew they were broken when I was working there. I probably helped break a few of them and nobody did anything about it. So we kept breaking windows. Like This is what happens when you let the inmates run the asylum. Point number three, where do you start in fixing your broken windows? First step is making the damn decision that you immediately start handling issues as they need to be handled. When I worked at Foot Locker, Brian got fired because he kept showing up late and everybody knew about Brian getting fired for showing up late. And guess what happened? Nobody else showed up late. Why? Because there was clear accountability for mistakes. And number four, what does fixing broken windows do for you? First of all, introduce standards into your situation. When you have standards, people respect them. And when you have standards, you will live up to them. There are no standards. People will live down to whatever it is you got down there. But standards determine behavior. If you want to step your behavior up in life, set some standards. If you want to lower the behavior of any person or group, all you got to do is remove or water down any standards and it will happen almost immediately. All that said, text me. So you're in my text community. Every once in a while, I will send out a message to have you focus sharp and on point for now is intermittent. We may create a introduce a schedule there. It's not going to be daily anymore, but it will be something. So text me so you get in my text community. My number 305-384-6894 and work on me directly. The only place to be close on me is inside of Work On Your Game University. That is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Link down below in the description. That is for the people who are in or want to be in the top 2% of performers out there. So if that's you, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That is your place. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. Are you ready to take your health and well-being to the next level? Or if you're already at the next level, you want to make sure you stay there? Introducing AG1, the ultimate all-in-one supplement that will revolutionize your daily routine. 
AG1 is meticulously crafted to provide your body with a comprehensive blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. What does all that mean? Let me make it simple. It means you're getting the perfect solution for those of you who are committed to optimizing your health and fueling your body with the very best. I take this stuff myself, besides water and my protein shake, I don't put anything else in my body. Whether you're a professional athlete or someone who values meticulous attention to detail when it comes to what you put in your body, AG1 is designed with people like us in mind. But the benefits don't stop there. When you choose AG1, you're gonna receive a free one-year supply of vitamin D, a vital nutrient that supports a strong immune system and promotes healthy bones. On top of that, we're including five free AG1 travel packs so you can stay on top of your game wherever life takes you. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Your body deserves the highest quality nutrition and AG1 is here to deliver. That's why I partnered with them. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. If you ever get to working with me, one thing I'm going to tell you is you need to drink more water. I don't care who you are, what it is you do. So I have something exciting to help quench your thirst for knowledgeable and clean hydration. This is called Aqua True, the ultimate water purifier that will have you saying cheers to a healthier lifestyle. Now, we all know the struggle of staying hydrated. Some of you don't like water. Some of you forget to drink water and some of you are drinking water out of plastic and you're basically killing yourself at the same time because you're ingesting plastic at the same time you're ingesting water. That's why AquaTrue is here to revolutionize your sipping game. So say goodbye to those flimsy plastic bottles and to that plastic that you're drinking and say hello to the next level of refreshing hydration. Let me tell you why AquaTrue is the real deal. First of all, clean and crisp perfection. You are not just drinking water. This is pure, crystal clear delight. So no more funky taste, no more strange odors. Now you just have the ultimate freshness. It's like having a personal oasis right there in the middle of your kitchen. Secondly, AquaTrue is keeping it real because they're all about transparency, just like that crystal clear water that you're going to be drinking. AquaTrue fills out all the nasty stuff that comes with drinking from plastic bottles and your body will thank you for making this switch. Trust me on that. Number three, the hydration game is strong. You are a hydration superhero. And if you're anything like me, I drink 200 ounces of water a day. If you're even close to that or even half of that with AquaTrue, you will have the cleanest, tastiest water at your fingertips, making it very easy to reach your hydration goals. And number four, goodbye to plastic and hello to the planet. Let's save our planet together. By ditching plastic bottles and opting for AquaTrue instead, you'll be making a positive impact on your health and on the environment at the exact same time. This is a win-win. Good for you and it's good for the planet. Oh, and guess what? We got a little something special for you. You're going to get a refreshing $100 off of any AquaTrue model today so you can start your hydration journey in style. So you're ready to take the plunge, right? Here's what you do. Go over to workonyourgame.com slash AT. That stands for AquaTrue. Workonyourgame.com slash AT and dive into the AquaTrue experience. Your body and the planet will thank you for it. As a matter of fact, I'll thank you in advance. That's workonyourgame.com slash AT. Workonyourgame.com slash AT. AquaTrue is making hydration awesome one clean sip at a time. So let's drink to a healthier you.